Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sixty-five Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome into the Triple Option, Paul Catalina, Royd and Ogletree. Um, Royd and I will ask you, first off the bat, how badly did you miss us? Oh, uh... Scale of one to five. Well, I was dying, so you weren't on my mind. I was okay. like, it was probably a one. Okay. Although I did text you that day. I'm glad I didn't come yeah. in. I was yeah. like, do we have a show? I don't know. You know, yeah. I have to sit for Well, that, that was going to be the first part. I, like, now remembering it, like, we don't have a show today, right? And then you were like, oh, good. Now I'm thinking back. You're probably like, oh, thank God. Well, yeah, and I went into work, and I shouldn't have gone into work because by the time that, like, I kind of rolled, I was like, why am I freezing? Why I just it was running like 102 what? fever. Have you have you did they send you home? No, I just went home. Oh, we went home. Yeah. Have you ever, Garrett? Have you ever been sent home from work sick? 
Um, like fight your way through and like yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. Lot. yeah. Um, so I unfortunately, I say unfortunately, uh, I've worked for the past fourteen years with David Smoke, a person who does not understand sick, sick and healthy like he does now. But it took him a long time. We actually, and this is we're coming up on the tenth anniversary of it. I think when we came back from the Super Bowl in New Orleans. That Tuesday was National Signing Day. Yeah. And so we came back, or Wednesday, whatever it was. That, and Wednesday was National Signing Day. Tuesday, we had Andrew Billings in the studio, and he was committing what we, we didn't know at the time, but he committed to Baylor. Yeah. Now with the Bears, uh, Andrew Billings. So I um, had gotten some sort of ridiculous stomach bug. Mm. And I know exactly how I got it. Because um, I was on Bourbon Street, and this girl in a bikini came up to me and said, hey, do you want to do a shot? I said, yeah. And she put the shot thing in her mouth and poured it into mine. And that's where it happened. (laughs) You tracked it down, patient zero. I can tell you right now, I've been sick after two Super Bowls. One was that one where... Smokey initially thought it was just like oh you're hungover like yeah. hungover but it was Tuesday like yeah. I like in no way like I hadn't had anything since yeah. Sunday when we were watching the game and so like it was Tuesday and I was just dying but we had to get Billings in and so I wanted to be a part of that yeah. but all day long it is like I mean it was I was like a sprinkler head like just <laughs> you know both double, ends like double barrel double barrel just awful 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 like I, I've never been that kind of stomach sick to that point in my life. I'd never been. And so like I was pale and and sweating and just awful. And so he was so locked in on all this other stuff. He didn't even notice. And we shared an office at the time, like in the same office. You're dying. (laughs) I'm dying. He's just not even noticing. And so finally we get to the show. We get through Billings, which is really early in the show. He commits to Baylor and Butch Henry got arrest uh, Butch Henry. Uh, Our other co-host goes, Damn, Paul, you look like shit. And I went, <laughs> I went, oh, I feel like it. And then Smokey looks, he goes, you do. Yeah. I was like, well, I've been all day. He goes, is that what that is? I was like, yes. And Garrett, you remember the bathroom that was oh, right next to our office of the radio station? It, it flows. The it, smell like, flows. There was no fan in it. So I like, remember it. It was Ooh. cut. It was cut. You remember? Yeah. It was, it was cut into yes. this. Like, there was a vent and a fan, but there was no actual, like, Ventilation, ventilation. It to just the was outside. cut into the ceiling. Oh no! So it would just blow it wherever it was pointed, and so every time somebody went to the bathroom, we knew. Oh my god! And so who I'm died t- in here? I'm telling you, at least ten times. Didn't notice the whole day. So uh, I know this is really gross, but like I was so 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 sick, and that was one of the few times like in my life they've been like you gotta go home yeah you gotta and then go. i was gone for like the next two or three days because right like, again it was like uh can you i couldn't even drink water mm. like it was just that kind of sick yeah. and then the second time and we just saw him again the other day was chuck liddell ufc champion legend yeah chuck liddell came and did an interview with craig and q while he was really down with the flu i mean he was barely standing up and it would have been the only time in my life I could have knocked out Chuck Liddell. Like, and it Dude, wouldn't have taken that much. Let me tell you this. Dudes, it's okay to stay home. Yeah, it is. And so, but he went and, like, to his credit, he went and did probably 50 interviews that day, dying yeah. with the flu. And 
then Q got it, Craig got it, I got it, everybody got the yeah, Chuck Yeah, so he shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. No, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Like, what we've learned in the last few years is like, you know what? Like, don't get anybody else sick. Like, it's just polite. It's yeah. just, it's like putting your napkin in your lap. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's polite. Chewing with your mouth closed. Those things. Manners. But yeah, so uh, this year I'm proud to say that after Vegas, I only came back with a slight cold, which is now kind of left me so i don't know what it was but it was just like yeah you don't have the flu or you don't have covid so good luck brother yeah. it's just like, okay <laughs> something new something new something that you different. invented it yeah, but, uh, yeah. so that that tuesday i was like okay no show cool i'm dying <laughs> yeah. Yeah. man flu whatever it no, is no and yeah. I, i'll tell you this i found out like by being married how wimpy men are compared to women when oh, it comes terrible. to being sick like, are you this way, Garrett? Oh, every guy is. Yeah, every, like, you know, I get like a little bit sick and I'm like, somebody like call, call my lawyer and get him to update the, <laughs> the will. will yeah. <laughs> just What's my burial plot. <laughs> just listen, call a priest or like a rabbi, a monk, everyone. Like, I feel like I'm going to need all the religions on this. And like, what's the matter? Yeah. I've got a 99 degree fever. Yeah. <laughs> and then my wife who had it, like she had a kidney stone a couple years ago and literally was, didn't tell me for three hours. I was asleep. So in the middle of the night woke me up three hours later and I was like, damn, yeah. <laughs> here I am. I'm like, Oh, my tum tum hurts. <laughs> my tum tum hurts. And she, she's like, Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> There's a rock in my insides. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Caitlin, Caitlin, my wife is, she's a nurse. So like, she'll take care of you, but just in a condescending way. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I deal with this every day. Get up. Like, yeah. It's just like, uh, you probably need to get up and walk around, but I don't want to. Oh, okay, we'll die. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, earlier today, I saw a guy who got a new kidney. So, uh, yeah, exactly. he, was, he was better than you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was in renal failure and, you know, he's walking around. So, I think you'll be all right, champ. <laughs> yeah. No, that's my mom was a nurse. So yeah. growing up, I know exactly. She was a nurse, and then she became a teacher. It's like, is a limb but, falling off? But she never, she never lost the nurse. Like, she mm-hmm. never lost it. So, like, if I was ever sick when I was growing up, it was like I had to have a fever. Yeah. I had to have a fever, or it had to be a, you know, a situation where, like, well, we can't let him out in public like this. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but. That, that part doesn't go there. You should probably stay home. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all. Like, and. You know, I like Ferris Bueller's day off would have never happened yeah. with me. Like she'd be like, Oh good. Like yeah. uh, I haven't seen Dr. Wilson in a little bit. Yeah, we need to go. <laughs> there you go. Like you're you're due for a checkup you're due anyways. For a physical, let's, brother. Let's, Come on. Let's get this done. All right, you got me. <laughs> I will say just to bring it full circle, because this was supposed to be the first topic. I went to the Baylor Iowa State game two Saturdays ago. Yeah. And two days later I was just deathly ill. So I don't know what that says about yeah. well, I don't know. that, but I think it, I think I can track it back to there. Yeah, absolutely. Mostly because I was just like going to die at that game. So only one Big Twelve basketball game last night, but it continues the trend of this league's not really great on the road. Like, you yeah, know, home teams are are kind of controlling it right now, especially at the top. You know, uh, Kansas rolled into Texas Tech last night, lost by twenty nine points. Awful. Uh, I mean, just an Bill Self got ejected. Um, you know, more conversation about the officiating. Uh, in that this is the third, this is the third coach ejection in two weeks. Yeah, Samson got ejected. Drew got ejected, Drew ejected, and now and now Bill Self. Um, how we have not hit the bingo with Jamie Dixon yet 
I have no idea. So congratulations to Jamie Dixon for, to this point, avoiding the wave of ejections that have come your way because, and I don't say this as being critical of Jamie Dixon. I'm just observing the fact of this he's dude. Like a, he's like a sixth defender out there on the floor. Yes, he's like a sixth defender. Plus, he rides the officials like like a Bronco. Like, yeah. he's just trying to to win the rodeo. So, like, it, you know. Um, well, we've had less ejections now that uh, Huggy Bear's out of the, out of the league. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, per which, capita, which is which is an which is its own ejection and it's in its own right. It is, but like it, it is, but Kansas struggling on the road now. They are they're very banged up. Yeah. Dewan Harris played last night, but I don't think anybody would tell you he's a hundred percent after twisting his ankle the other day. They they've got their bye coming up this week. Um, well, it's but, interesting because you saw like Texas Tech go on the road. And, like, I mean, they made a little comeback there at the end. But for the most part, in the second half, Baylor was completely in control of that Texas Tech game. And then, yeah, transitive property. Baylor couldn't get anything to go. Baylor's never, I mean, won once, but, like, never won at Kansas. So. Had two shots. To win it. Or to tie tie it. it. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, That that just seems to be the breaks with this team this year. But, like. Scott's assistant's doing great. Yeah. (laughs) Against Kansas this year. Yeah. I just think that. I just think that, like, you're just going to be put through the meat grinder anytime that you go on the road in any of these teams, even including, like, the bot, like, Cincinnati. Do you want to go play at Cincinnati? Like, Baylor struggled at UCF. Yeah. You know, do you really, like, West Virginia has had a big, big win or two this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now, top to bottom, I don't know exactly where you would want to play on the road like Oklahoma State Baylor struggled there in the past yeah I keep saying Baylor but that just as a general purpose yeah, I mean, like, Gallagher is not an easy place to, to play yeah exactly. right you know so um no and look um look Kansas's schedule for them kind of works out now that look they've got till Saturday off to get healthy and then they play at Oklahoma and then they don't play again until next Saturday at home against Texas so that should allow them you know one game in the next two weeks, essentially, should allow them to, to get healthier mm-hmm. and, and make a stretch run. Look, they got to get Kevin O'Connor healthy. Um, they've got to get something off the bench, although Nick Timberlake did have 17 points last night, which is big for them. But um, Related to Justin? No. Sadly, uh, he does not have the juice that Justin Timberlake has. In fact, I'm sure there are times that they would have wanted 42-year-old Justin Timberlake out there taking than Nick, free throws. Than Nick Timberlake. Because he turned the ball over, wasn't playing defense, and they brought him in to shoot, and he was shooting twenty percent. So, um, I would I, look. I've seen I've seen JT hoop it in some of those NBA celebrity games, and right, his, he's got a good yeah, he's got a good stroke. His game. They would have rather had Bieber out there, right? <laughs> CJ Stroud can throw. You know, he's going to play in this next one. He can hoop a little bit. I'm, I'm curious about Micah Parsons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was uh, Was Darian Williams in the Baylor game? Because um, they were missing someone, and they kept reiterating it on the broadcast that they were not at full strength when they played. Yeah. That was Kevin McCuller. Say that again? Kevin McCuller. Kevin McCuller. For Texas Tech? Oh, for oh, Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I should have yeah. been. Yeah. No, I think it, yeah, I think he did. He was. Okay, so, so, like, Darian Williams went off last night, you know, 30 and 11. I just – Texas Tech is just, again, just salty. I, I, they're good. And, look, you don't want to go play in Lubbock. Like, that's that's the deal. Yeah. You do not – like – a lot of a lot of the Big Twelve strategy, and I'm not excluding my team from this either. But like a lot of the Big Twelve strategy, it seems, is uh, especially with the way the officiating. The, 
We're going to maul you at the rim and hope to God that you can, like, they don't call it. And that's just college basketball in a nutshell. Yeah. But, like, it really seems, based on the games like Iowa State, Texas Tech, that I've sort of really paid attention to, you know, and Kansas has gotten away with it for years. Don't get mad at me. But, like, it just feels like we're – the Big 12 brand of basketball is, like, a light version of what the Big East used to be. Yeah, it is. No, it's very much so. And look, the officiating needs to be discussed. It really does. Like if you've got three different coaches and all three of them are the most three of the, you know, most successful ones in the league, you know, and didn't Tang get ejected too? um, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago against Iowa state. Oh, he got uh, mad about something. No, he didn't uh, get mad about something that they were doing, but Yeah. yeah, I, that was like the pictures where they were supposedly taking pictures of yeah, they're taking that. pictures yeah. of his uh, like of his oh, huddles. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. So no, but like so the officiating has to be talked. Like if you've got everyone, if you've got Bill Self, if you got Kansas complaining about it, you know, I know the fans because I live with one don't see it this way, but Kansas has it pretty good when it comes to officiating. What? Like, and, and and look, that's because they've earned it. Yeah, and I, I try to explain this to people when I talk about this. Kansas has earned that over years and years and years of being elite and having the best home court advantage and maybe all of sports. Blue bloods get different whistles. It yeah. just is what it is. So the reason that there's a new Baylor basketball arena that Scott Drew fought literally from day one for was because he wanted the home court advantage, which he mm-hmm. never really had at the Ferrell Center. Yeah. It was never really that loud comparatively. Like you step into Hilton, you step into, of course, the fog, you step into you know, uh, West Virginia and like some of these places. And it's yeah. just even with 13,000 people in the, in the Ferrell center, it sometimes felt cavernous. Too. Yeah. It, it's just like the noise rattles your bones. Yeah. For that Iowa state game that I was talking about, it was like, I was like, it was in my chest. Like yeah. I could feel it. Yeah. Like you ever been to a concert and you hear the, like you feel the bass. Yeah. Like that's what these places are like. And mm-hmm. it's not that it is human beings being loud. Like yeah. you can, were I, you, you went to fog Allen. Yeah. I was just there. You know what? Last week, so uh, yeah, I mean, two weeks ago. So it was, yeah. I saw the Kansas Houston game there, and it was so loud and so great. And that's what you have. But like, when you're not getting those calls anywhere, like yeah. Baylor had that game against Iowa State where they were not getting calls at home. Mm-hmm. Like, look, that's not how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Like you know, and look, not that the, I don't think the officials are on the take. I don't think that like I'm not one of these conspiracy theorists. Here's what I think about officiating because. The conspiracy theorists, people are like, oh, well, they want this, or the league wants this, or this or that. No, they're just not good enough at their jobs. They yeah. have to be better. It's kind of like the police, right? Like the debate about the police is a lot of these problems will go away if you just train them better. If you train them better. Like you ha- if you like looked at what modern policing is, just like officiating, if you looked at what modern officiating is and where the deficiencies are, and then trained around those deficiencies to make sure that it, it was over. Like, I think replay is a benefit and a detriment. Yeah. I think it's a benefit in that it allows you to get calls right. It's also and a crutch. It's a crutch, exactly, because, you know, you've got an audit official like, well, I hope they replay that. But then here's the deal. Part of the problem, and not a lot of people know this either, the replay officials in a great many places are retired officials who have knee replacements. So can't run up and down They're Yeah. So they're just up there going, ah, ah, you know, how do we rewind? Run, run, run it back, Charlie. Ah, I mean, I think so. You know, like that's what they have. So they are, um, they're not 
again, they probably shouldn't be officiating any game. Yeah. Like upstairs looking at a TV or. Let me get down. my specs on, you know, my yeah. readers. So, yeah, whether you have it in 4K or not, like those things just need to be addressed. And again, it starts on a level that's even below that in that people are such assholes to youth officials now that nobody we have a youth short we do it's yeah, actually we they, short it, like, they can't play there's a problem we ran into is like trying to schedule when we're going to re- like record games yeah. at further news station is that like they're like they're just pushing or pulling some of these games because it's like oh we got to play back to back because we have one set of, of officials for like the tri county area yeah and, you're and just so like, what but do you think that ed hockley just showed up one day and he was like they're like you know what you got big arms Right. You're you're the head official, the lead of the union. Like that's you. No. He started just like everybody else did at intramurals and at little league and at high school and junior high and doing that stuff. So you learn how to do it. And that is lower. So that's our problem. We have a honestly it's at crisis levels. Like yeah. if it was something that like was, you know, really socially important, people would like you'd see David Muir on a- ABC being like a shortage of officials at all levels of sports well they've done kind of stories on it like but yeah, yeah it hasn't it hasn't quite reached like cnn but no I, but i think um but yeah, that's there, that's the problem isn't there's it? also the older i've gotten the more that i've kind of seen this too is that and officials will never come out and admit this and if you ever you know interview a former official or whatever you know they're just about keeping the peace and doing the game right there has been a there has to have been an increase of officials that it's like, oh, it's my time now. Mm-hmm. It, I've just seen that as I've gotten older. And I hate to be a conspiracy theorist in that way, but there's just more of them now than I think I've ever seen, it, where it's just like, it's Roy Nogletree's time to shine. Yeah. You know? So it's just well, like charge. It's I, just like Yeah, I think also that's the fact that, you know, you go back to your hometown and somebody's like, Royden. Saw you on that game last night. You look good. And yeah. then, like, you good know, call, I, ref. I, I know we had a – there was a, a car dealer here in town uh, that we could never get on the radio. And we could never figure out why. Like, every other car dealer spinning on the radio. And it's because he was on television, and he had television commercials. Yeah. And people would come up to him and tell him how good he looked on the TV commercials. <laughs> and so he was like, I'm just going to put all my money on TV because yeah. I'm at church. I'm at, like, I'm at dinner. I'm all this. It's, it's effective because people are telling me, like, I don't know how many more cars he was selling, but he, he just really he was there. Yeah. He really like, like, he really just liked that. And it made him a little egotistical for a weird reason that like, you know, like, okay, you don't want to, all right, I mean, do whatever you want, but, like, seems like this would be good to, like, spread your advertising dollar right. around. But right. And now I'll tell you, Terrestrial Radio, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> television, podcast, do that. Yeah. Do that. That's where it is. Um, but especially podcasts and television. Podcasts and television. YouTube. Podcast, television. Podcast, television. Yeah. Do podcasts and television. That's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Terrestrial Radio, you might as well buy typewriters. Just... Anyway, uh, <laughs> I got these new things called CDs coming out. <laughs> yeah. So, but like that was how it is. And I do think there's like, I think Ed Hockey Lee in the NFL got a little bit like that yeah. where like, wait till you see my guns when I do this like holding call. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like look at a first down. Look, look at, look, look at how like 
people will say, like, look at that pass interference. He must bench 225 to start. Like, those kind of things. Like, I think I think that's part of it. Like, I do. Yeah. And I think most officials really, like, you, you want that job because you don't want people to know who you are. Like, you just want to be involved, but you don't. But there are the ones who are, yeah. like, again, like, that charge call or the Joe West of the umpiring world. Oh, my God. You know, Angel Hernandez, yeah. like, who really... It's Angel Hernandez time, yeah. said Angel Hernandez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, oh, I'm going to blow this perfect game. Said Jim <laughs> Joyce, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Angel Hernandez did that, too. No, did he? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, and I think that was one of the things that got replayed done, is that, like, here a guy had a perfect yeah. game, and he screwed it up. And when, like, he, when he was asked about it, he was like, so? Yeah, what's like, the Well, I mean, you just ruined, like... This could like this be could have been the greatest this, night yeah. of the like. It's not only the guy who pitched the perfect game; it's everyone there you who paid history, like yeah. you miss history because this guy's just being a jerk, right? Like he just has to be right. Well, I will say there was also the thing that came out, and forgive me if this reporter I'm blanking on his name that came out after the whole Iowa State Baylor debacle, Matt Norlander, Matt Norlander, and yeah. you know said that Big Twelve is the only one that doesn't have a review on its officials. Yeah, is the and only Br- conference. Brett Yormark has now started that. Yeah, which I do think this is the reason we're seeing more ejections and more of these calls we haven't because yeah, right. now they're getting a report card where they didn't before, mm-hmm. and they're overcorrecting. Yeah. So, uh, and that's also maybe why the coaches are getting a little bit mad because a I lot of this stuff has this from years. Yeah, I got away with this for years. Like the coaching box thing was like one of those rules that wasn't a rule. No. Like, and now all and of a sudden. in fact, it still really isn't. But yeah. Like, but like, then they're like, okay, this is the one we can enforce to say that, like, hey, we're really, we care now about this rule. Right. Don't do this. And then you're like, well, I mean, again, look, I'll tell you the one I've seen. Frank Martin, when he was uh, at yeah. Kansas State, and I, like. Shaka Smart was bad about I've only it seen him in person do one. It's hard to tell when you're watching on TV, you know, like, where they yeah. actually are. But. Yeah, Shaka Smart, but Frank Martin, when he was at Kansas State, I did PA for a couple games, sitting in for Derek, and he was, like, the coaching box, like, I thought he was going to put a chair at the three-point line. I mean, like, <laughs> honestly, like, this is where I'm sitting. Like, you're going to pay attention to me, and um, especially because the one of the games I did was the game that um, Michael Beasley scored, like, 50, and they lost. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> And so it seemed like that happened a lot. He was like 38 points. He was like losing his mind. Like here's a guy setting a big 12 record for a a game and they're losing. Yeah. (laughs) Like no one, like I remember he, I could hear him on the bench. Like it was him. And then there was a guy, Frank, or what was his name? Bracket cat. Help me out. Um, it was for who? For Kansas State, they had two oh. guys. It, I want to say his name was Frank. It was Michael Beasley, and then they had another guy. And then the other three, like he, seriously, like he sat them all together. He's like, you, 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 sit right here. Are any of you going to make a shot? <laughs> any of the three of you? Or is it just going to be these two guys? So, yeah, Scotty B says he was at that same game. Like, it was yeah. unbelievable. Like, Michael Beasley, Baylor couldn't stop. Bill Walker, thank you. Bill, Bill Walker, Walker, not, not Frank, Frank Walker. Okay. Bill Walker, yes. Bill Walker, and he's like, Bill Bees, you guys are great. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Don't ever stop it. The other two, have you ever played you, the game of basketball? You three guys, everybody in the bench, you're dead to me. <laughs> you are actually dead to me. I like. I don't even know. Like, I'm not going to say your name because that would mean be acknowledging that you are actually alive and playing in this game right. because you have done nothing to show me that. You know, <laughs> it was. 
It was really, really bad. I'll yeah. be interested to see just going down, you know, down the line where you're along on this topic, but like, I'll be interested to see who is going to, and I think it's probably going to be Houston. I just think they're pro, like too salty, like maybe Kansas. Cause they always seem to pull it out. This kind of feels like the year. They got to get something off their bench. Yeah, yeah. This kind of feels like the year that they're not going to, that it's going to be Houston, maybe even Iowa state. I, don't, I think Baylor's kind of, drawn dead even though they're a game and a half back but, but Baylor Baylor's a very good team yeah they're not a great team because they don't have any killers yet no uh Jacoby Walker like he just needs to take another step but like I think even though he's been great but I think that the the team that's going to win is going to be the one that's gonna pull out one of these road games uh late late in the season yeah like you know I probably go like win loss win loss win loss like the the winner of the big 12 will probably have like six, seven losses in the Big 12, it'll seem like. But I, it probably feels like Houston at this point, mid, you know, not midway, but three-quarters of the way through the season. So I, it will be somebody that on a, on a Saturday afternoon, they just, yeah, they pull, off a, they pull off an upset at one of, like, BYU or something. That, look, like everybody, everybody's good in this league except for Oklahoma State right now. Right. Like, everybody's good. You know, to different levels, and they all defend their home court very, very, very well. So, um, so Chris Cobb says, "Come on, guys, it's time for baseball. College starts Friday. It does. It does. It does." Um, and Taylor ma- plays up in uh, Arlington. Yeah, ma- Major League Baseball is starting to report to camps here soon. Yeah, and uh, like pitchers this and week, catchers report, p- pitchers and catchers, uh, and half the league isn't signed yet, and baseball's fine with that. I don't yeah. understand. Baseball somewhere down the line was just like, what if our free agents just didn't get signed? Until, like, right before we go there. Like, yeah, so then they can blow their arms out in March. Yeah. I, I, I would hate it, like, if, like, honey, where are we going to live this year? Uh, St. Louis, I, I Baltimore, Cleveland? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Well, what day do you have to leave? Um, February 15th. Okay, well, what day do you think you'll get signed? February fifteenth. <laughs> February no, we'll get we'll get signed halfway through training camp or yeah. halfway through spring training yeah. rather. It's it's nuts. So, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Bracket Cat, uh, who's a Kansas State fan, said that's true. That was a wild game, but our entire rest of the roster combined for like eleven points, and they were I think all but like two of them were at the free throw line. Like really? one other field goal from the rest of the that's of the roster. I and the rest of them were free throws. I remember that team like just because it was like right when I was starting because it was Beasley and Durant that same year, wasn't it? Yeah. Or no, they, they were, were one like, right after each one other. One right after the other like it was like Durant then Beasley. Yeah. Aaron Bruce was Baylor's point guard at the time and yeah. was just draining threes. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was he was having a great game and you know Early on in the game, like Beasley's going off, you're sitting there watching, thinking, "Well, there's no way Baylor's going to win this game if Beasley's going off." Yeah. And then they like slowed him down for a few minutes, and Bill Walker started to go off. And you're like, "Well, now like the, these two guys, NBA players, are going to torch this roster full of like, you know, Walk-ons European basketball so, players." Yes. Yeah. It was it was a good Baylor team. They made the tournament that year, but like you know, it was one of those like, "Oh, good." For it you. wasn't. It wasn't. Michael Beasley, who I swear to God, I thought Michael Beasley was a god among men. Like yeah. I thought he was going to be the best NBA well, player. Had, he, was, had, he, he had a long, long NBA career, yeah, and he could score in the NBA a little bit. But like, yeah, yeah, kind of. He was a sieve but, on defense. But, but I, like, I, I remember like they get to a timeout like in the second half, and Bill Martin was so mad at the Frank rest Martin. of his guys. Frank, sorry, Frank Martin. Frank Martin was so mad at the rest of his guys. Yeah, so mad. And I love Frank Martin, one of my favorite basketball coaches ever. Love, love. Is he at South Carolina now. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I love Frank Martin. But yeah, it was it was just and like you, I'm, we're over there and like you're. It's one of the things when a guy's yelling and like everyone else is like thinks it's funny, like we all did. Yeah. Because it was just like the way he did, like in his super Italian way of like yelling at people. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, are you going to get in this guy's face? Like, are you going to guard him? Are you going to? Like, you know, do you want me to put anybody else in there for you that they'll try to do right, it? Yeah. Like, you know, and like, then he gets like real, like condescending of like, okay, Bill and Michael Beasley, like though these guys know that the point of the game is to put the orange thing and the other orange thing with the white things on it. There's a glass thing behind it. You can use that to help you if you want. Right. <laughs> you don't have to just put it right through. Like, yeah, it's something that you did. It's called a bank shot. Do, do you remember, guys? We practiced this yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was that bad. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl aftermath. Who is the team? Who are the teams going to fall off? The Chiefs, to me, seem likely to actually improve because this was – Somehow their worst year. Yeah. Uh, and what happens to the 49ers? Do they continue the trend of teams losing the Super Bowl and then taking a dive the next year? Yeah. We'll talk about that next. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome in to the Triple Option, Paul Catalina, alongside Royden Ogletree today. And the Super Bowl was a couple nights ago. Was it? We're, we're past talking about the game at this point. It was yeah. fantastic. Now let's talk about the aftermath of what's going to go the on. The real important stuff. Nobody <laughs> cares about those Super Bowl winners. Yeah. No, but like, look, the Chiefs, um, and let me get their, their uh, cap situation. They're, they, they also are up against it. Uh, but the Chiefs and 49ers, both in particular, don't have a lot of cap room, which is not surprising considering you have teams full of stars oh, yeah. uh, and guys. But, um, you know, the Chiefs have to re-sign Chris Jones. And if not, like, that, that is the one thing I do think that can happen to them that would severely affect next season. And they might not. Like, they... Well, it's either him or Snead. Like, you know, yeah. they can't really probably do them both. No, and, exactly. And their secondary is so good this year that... Yeah. You know, 
I think they may just continue in that route and hope to recreate Chris Jones in the aggregate, which is hard to do because he's yeah. like the second best defensive player I mean, you, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just ridiculous. But the, um, uh, but for, the what they might do is actually sign a wide receiver that can catch passes. Yes, that, the, and draft one. I mean, like yeah. they're, they're set up, like I'll tell you right now, they're going to be way better in offense than they were this year. Yeah, they'll like Rasheed better. Rice will take a leap. Uh, they'll probably they may sign DeAndre Hopkins to a to a cheaper deal than they, probably, they would have to get Chris Jones on. You know, and they'll probably draft somebody who's pretty good. Like maybe you know, I mean they yeah. took a flyer on like Sky Moore and stuff, and that that didn't work. I, I would they, say they, they, they got, used a higher draft pick than a third. You know, they got they got Rasheed Rice later than they should have gotten a guy like yeah. Rasheed Rice, but. Yeah, I think I think that that pick number thirty two is going to get used on the best wide receiver that's there if he fits what they do, you yeah. know. And so, um, but the Chiefs have twenty two million dollars in salary cap room, which is really like that's not a lot when no. you like think about it. Like they're going to do some restructuring. The Forty ers have three million, so they're in the they're they're the most they're, up against it. Yeah, they're in the danger zone uh, uh, of it. So it feel that to me, it does feel like. It feels like kind of the Eagles. I mean, that's the easy comparison to make, but because yeah. uh, the Eagles were up against it, and then they had to sign Jalen Hurts. Yeah, um, which is the reason that you want Brock Purdy to take a leap. Is that then you get to do all of this? Will you know restructuring yeah. with the cap and playing with the cap, and you get to take chances on older defensive players, and you know sign mega deals for Joey Bosa and so on and so forth. And then, yeah. and then trade for uh, Chase Young and hope maybe you'll, you know, hope maybe he'll figure it out. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Now I'll, I'll tell you, they're going to do a lot of restructuring and they'll get it to a point where they can mostly get this team back. But like Chase Young's a free agent. I doubt that they're going to bring him, be able to bring him yeah. back. Like that was a rental to try to win the, the Super Bowl, and they got, Pretty darn close, yeah. but but didn't. So and plus he's going to go cash in. This is his. I mean, first is Dre Gle- is Dre Greenlaw is like what uh, what was his thing because he just popped his Achilles. Well, look, here's whole- the deal: if he's a uh, a post June first cut, they only have nine hundred thirty two thousand dollars of of dead money, and they save almost nine million dollars in cat space. So mm-hmm. that's probably that doesn't mean he's not going to come back, but. Yeah. A restructure is coming for him, no matter what, and that's like if you go that's to the or- most unfortunate thing that happened that night. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it really is, and the way it happened too, just running onto the field. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. No, just Keita. Like I remember Martin, not Martin Gramatica, Bill Gramatica, his brother was kicking for the Cardinals. Yes, and, and he and like hurt jumped his, and hurt jumped his knee. and hurt his knee. Yeah, um, it was Labelle guys. Uh, they went to my or the rack. guy that headbutted they, the, they went the to, wall or they whatever. They went to my uh, Gus Ferrat. Yeah. yeah, they went to uh, my rival high school. Their grammaticus did. So yeah. played against them in high school. And could they kick then? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Their dad got arrested in the parking lot of our high school at a soccer game. Hell yeah, because he pulled a knife on an official. No, that's actually bad. But no, like. <laughs> no. He was. They were. Their dad. They lived. Labelle is a very rural town. Yeah. In Southwest Florida, and their dad set up a. Goalpost in their backyard. It was three brothers. Martin and Bill both made the NFL. Their younger brother was good, but he wasn't NFL good. You yeah. Know? And uh, yeah, that was, yeah. Um, Bill, here's, here's another thing. What do you thing. mean his sideline out of bounds? Here's- yeah, Martin went to Kansas State. Bill initially went to Florida State and then transferred because Sebastian Janikowski, gigantic left leg, like sent him out of town. So, yeah. Um, hate to do it to you. I, so the, 
I think the team that, like, everybody's picking, and it's fun for me, except for the expectations that now come with this, is, like, the Texans because they have $61 million in, in cap space. Well, technically right now it's 57 but they'll yeah. get, they'll get, they're going to get there um, post-June 1st with a couple of, you know, like, uh, Mo- like Malik Collins won't be back. Yeah. Well, no, he probably will be. He's $11 million Which, in dead money. It's weird because, you know, people are saying – Robert like, Woods won't be back. It was something like I read – how it's the 50 man roster in the NFL 53 53 man roster so uh, i was reading it was like something like 30 30 players were on expiring or one year deals and like that played on the 53 man roster yeah. like significant snaps for the texans mm-hmm. and they somehow i think by the grace of god and cj stroud like made it to the playoffs and maybe not in that order either but like i think <laughs> that like uh, it'll be interesting who they decide uh, to that end that they need to bring back, like, w- who was significant enough to give multi-year deals to. Uh, and some of those guys, like, I don't think, like, Robert Woods will necessarily, like, be back or some of those guys. And well, they he just costs have- you the same amount to keep, like, you can save half by letting him go. Yeah. So his dead money, like you save half by letting him go. So I would think you're going to do that because yeah. you'll get younger at that position, so. right? And you know you you replace a lot of these guys by the draft, but there there is a need for like a significant overhaul on like actually maybe letting a few more of these guys that got significant steps go, and then giving big money to somebody finally, which is tough to do in the NFL. Like we've seen a lot in the NFL, like mm-hmm. is different than the NBA or MLB, where those contracts just people over the life of those contracts in those two leagues usually will pay out in the NFL. You never really know because most of these guys reach in it, reach free agency post 30. So I just, it's, it's tough to really determine like who you're going to get. If they could give big money to Chris Jones, I'm kind of for it, but you know, I don't, it's tough also giving that money to a defensive tackle past 30. The, The team, the teams I have my eyes on, um, as far as making the big leap in the AFC are Houston and Miami. Yeah. Because they both have um, similar amounts of cap space and can go, like, get that, what they're missing. You Mm -hmm. know, Miami can improve. Like, that's probably going to be, I would say those two teams and Kansas City will be the top three for Chris Jones. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his agent's going to throw the Cowboys out there, but they don't have the cap space, and that's just not going to happen. Like, if it does, then, like... Okay, like let's we got to rethink this. We got to rethink this whole thing, but because if you put Chris Jones and Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs on the same defense, like that's, that's yeah, really they'll so, actually they'll actually be a great defense instead of like, like cosplaying a, as a great defense. To that's exactly the the that's year. the best way to put it. Yeah. Like they would they make big plays. Like they're a big play like sacks, interceptions, defense, but like a normal like. Oh, we get off the field now. Let's get the running back here. Like, they're not good at that. They're not good at that. Like, so. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens sort of with some people in the NFC. Like, what's going to happen in the NFC South because half those teams are over the cap. Mm -hmm. Like, will Mike Evans turn down Tampa Bay? I don't know. Tampa Bay only has $200,000. No, they're, like, right up against them. And I think, like, the the Saints are crazy over. But I think – It'll be interesting to see, like, if can Mike Evans restructure and resign there, or will he go to Houston 
too, because they're smoking the air. They're smoking the air there because he's from Galveston. But uh, no, I think positioning yourself in the AFC to even take a swing at the the Chiefs are the are the Texans. Miami, if they get offensive line help and defensive line help, yeah. and then you know, will the Colts continue like an upward trajectory? Too. I mean, they're 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 a little bit more in not cap hell, but they have more on the books than yeah. what the uh, what those teams do. Look, the Ly- the Lions are a team that can do a lot of things. Get some guys extended, you know, um, sign a piece here or there. Like I think they'll be back in the yeah. mix. Um, you know, the Cowboys are always going to be in the mix. Like Jerry doesn't have it in him to let them like tank. He just doesn't like. Yeah. I wouldn't either. Well, you know what had to happen for them to tank the last time was Tony Romo had to get hurt. Yeah. Like Tony Romo got hurt. And like, even when Dak got hurt a couple years ago, it was halfway through the season and they had already been too good to be bad enough to get a high pick. Yeah. So like to that point in the 2020 season where he broke his leg, like, or 20, whenever that was like 2021, like they had already been too good to that point to tank. Mm-hmm. Like they just weren't there, and um, or like, and when I say tank, I mean just like understand that like you need to do a roster reset and hope for the best. Yeah. But like reboot your cap and all that sp- stuff. The other thing though that the Cowboys don't do, like the Cowboys care way more about the salary cap than everybody else does. Everybody else does. Like they won't. The Rams went for it, and we're in salary cap jail for two years, and it looks like they're coming out now. Yeah. But Jerry's not even willing to go through it for like a year. Jerry and Steven don't want to be in salary cap hell. So they have decided like, we're just not going to. It's like a weird long-term future play, even though they still want to win now. So I don't. It's, yeah, it's they're, like, they're trying to do both. And like here, they want to build a dynasty again, yeah. which clearly is possible because the Chiefs have it right now. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the Chiefs have it. Because, because they of have the Mahomes. Best, they have Michael Jordan, so I don't yeah. know what... The Cowboys had it because they had it was pre-salary cap, but they had one of those dudes, like, in that era, like, Aikman's one of those dudes. Like, I yeah, know that, and like... the second best running back you know, of that era, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, and the all-time, who became the all-time leading rusher. Right. You know, so, like, they had that. They had all the best offensive line ever created, mm-hmm. or that will ever be created. Two different versions of it. With different guys, they had like ten guys roll through there, and you know, the best left tackle and left guard that ever lived in Larry Allen. Right, like they had that dude, and so they—that's what they did. Well, and I think the the NFC has the ability to really have the most parity because yeah. with the Chiefs, I've just kind of resigned to the fact that we're just in another dynasty. Like woohoo, yeah. yay! But I, I think. Because they were not good this year, and they still won the Super Bowl, which like really sticks in my craw. But whatever. Um, and I think that uh, you're you're just gonna have to go through them until until further notice. And yeah. uh, but in the NFC, with the sort of dearth, I guess, or like lack of quarterback. Mm-hmm. Dearth is the wrong word. The lack of quarterbacks is that somebody if somebody can take a leap then you'll just have just as good as a shot to, as any now to, to go to, to make it to the championship game or the Super Bowl because it's like the Eagles are up against it and we got like Jalen Hurts has to stay healthy the entire year. Their offensive line is going to have to be restructured. Like 
the Lions now seem poised to hopefully continue to grow if Dan Campbell can get out of his own way. Mm-hmm. San Francisco has to restructure. Like, the Seahawks aren't necessarily that great. Uh, like, the, the Cowboys have the biggest opportunity to, like, finally get over the hump, but mm-hmm. will they? Yeah, I don't know. I so and nobody in the NFC South scares anybody. So I don't know what it's open. It's a it's open season in the NFC. It feels like mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it is absolutely like like the Vikings tanked because they didn't have a quarterback. If they somehow got a quarterback, it feels like they're probably back in it. Yeah, yeah. Like if they decide to sign Kirk Cousins and he's healthy, I doubt you know pops his Achilles too. But you know. Yeah. Oh, well, we're, we're forgetting, Jack. Uh, Green Bay is also good now. Yeah, so yeah yes, Green Bay. Yeah, Jordan Love. And they've, they've got plenty of – And they're also, like, all 22 years old. So Yeah, yeah, no, Green Bay Green, – but, yeah, again, you're right. It's, it's going to be different. All right, when we come back, we're going to wrap it up. Um, a couple weeks ago, the SEC and Big Ten decided they were going to have a little powwow, and they're going to come up with a way to fix – uh, college athletics. Yeah. And the ACC, we did and, it, guys. the ACC and big 12 have, uh, to this point, not been invited. Both the commissioners of the league said that they understand, but I would be a little bit pissed if I were them, particularly if I was Jim Phillips and he seems to be making the same mistake again. We'll talk about that next. This is the triple option on 365 sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome back to the Triple Option here on 365 Sports. Paul Catalina, Royden Ogletree, the Big Ten, and the SEC have formed a working group to fix the issues of college football, which yeah. will yep. include a revenue-sharing model and all these different things that, you know, they need to do here in the modern day to, you know, probably re- reworking the calendar, which is going to be really important for college football because it makes zero sense. It's, it's like they had, like, different issues. Like, all right, what are we going to do about signing day? Third week in December. All right, what are we going to do about the transfer portal? Second week in December. <laughs> What are we going to do about hosting transfers who, uh, who come in? Third week in December. Uh, what are we going to do about the, uh, the semesters? First week in January. And then they like did it all separately, and then like they've sent the calendar out, and like they're typing it up, and like this all feels really jumbled. Did we do that on purpose? Or? There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Like, uh, when's Christmas? Yeah. When's the, uh, when are the bowl games? December and January. Ooh. 
Always forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's jam it all into this one couple of weeks. So that's going to be something they have to work with. And honestly, like, I think the recruiting calendar is going to be something that we, we don't even fathom. Like, there might not be a signing day anymore. It might just be like, you this can guy sign is here now. Yeah. You can sign whenever you want. And you can get out of your NIL as long as you haven't gone on campus yet, or NLI, as long as you haven't gone on campus yet. Because that might be the simplest thing. Like, you know, create some kind of binding. Like, look, if you're going to sign in June, yeah, you know, like there's no actual signing day. Like, if you want to sign with Texas A&M for their class on June 5th, you can. Yeah, I was going to say, is it like something that we're just going to see more people signing, like, May or in the summer? I mean, it it may honestly have to be. Yeah. Like, it's just... Or August, like well, August before the. Is there still two signing? I'm so far removed from this after like you know not having. Yeah, still two signing. There's still two signing days. Everybody now signs signs in the early period, right? Yeah, yeah. I so mean, more or less. Just, I mean, like, what do you think? Probably, I would say probably about ninety percent. Yeah, right. A few so it yeah. just yeah. all of a sudden became the early signing period is the signing day. Yeah. And so, when's the second one? It was last week. Yeah, last, last week. week. Yeah, it was okay. last week. So. so so yeah. November and no December the third week in December and the first week in February. I'm forgetting it's February. I've been so out of it. So yeah, yeah so <laughs> in December and February. So yeah, yeah, I it may be just be like, uh, I'll decide. I'll decide when I graduate. Yeah, I mean, that, that, like honestly, that might have to be the thing. And um, so it's it's really weird, but. I mean, it would suck because you want to sometimes, sometimes these people graduate early and then like you want to get them in there for spring football. That may take, I don't Again, know. There's, that there's, may take a back seat. There's so many issues to this. But um, left out in this working group were the other power four conferences. And. Yeah. Yeah. The one that's still like Brett Yormark said in the Ross Dellinger article today that he, you know, that Greg Sankey. And Tony Petiti called and said, here's what we're going to do. And they felt comfortable with it. I think that's what he's supposed to say. Jim Phillips said, well, I don't think there's anything sinister going on. Bro, Why you not? got snookered by the Alliance. Like, you should be, like, Jim Phillips, like, Brett Yormack, I understand being like, all right, I'll watch this from the outside. Because he's not really afraid of things. Jim Phillips got snookered by the Alliance. And I'll put it. Nicely, not the word we used during the break, <laughs> steamrolled by the SEC uh, and your conference champion just six weeks ago. Yeah. Or two months ago, whenever that was. Railroaded. Railroaded. Yes. Good. Bent over. I don't know. Hmm. I, I went there. Uh, you just did that. And then you're like, ah, they're fine. They have our best interest at heart. They don't. They don't. They have your best interest at heart only as far as you can help them. The minute that you cannot help those two leagues, it's over. Is there? No, no. We're recording a live show right now, ma'am. <laughs> God, that lady is a repeat offender. That pissed oh. me off. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> don't come in. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, our show, our studio is right on a street corner. And we sometimes have people meander Walk, in. Just wander in. Yeah. And I don't, this lady comes in a lot. I don't know what she's expecting. Yeah, she's been here a few times. Yeah. She did. No, I can, I can just keep coming. <laughs> no, no, no. Go. I don't know. Uh, uh, anyway, but yeah, they don't have your best interest at heart. And it's naive to think that they would. I, 
Brett Yormark is interesting because it's he, he kind of feels in control, especially more so than the last president. But I think playing the long game for he definitely is playing the long game. I don't mm-hmm. know what the end result but of that is going to be and how long basketball is very central to it. Yeah, exactly. How long you can play it. Um, it helps that, yeah, you do have the best basketball conference um, yeah. in, all, in all of sports, like rival some Eastern Conference NBA teams. But I just think that uh, <laughs> I think that the ACC, you got to get you got to get moving while the getting's good. I, I, I don't know why you're so casual about this. Yeah. When you saw what happened. Yeah. The, 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 the woe is me days are over, man. Yeah. You're done. It, you cannot be like, well, look what they did to it. You saw it coming. You've seen it coming. Yeah. You should be absolutely. Yeah. Everything should be on red alert all the time. Yeah. Look, somebody Jim, makes a move. Red alert. This is the cold war. Like this is what's happening. Here's what makes it dumber for Jim Phillips compared to Brett Yormark. None of Brett Yormark's teams are trying to leave right now. No. None of them are trying to leave. And, and that might be just as far as they don't have the opportunity to. Right, or the, you know, the, but, the best teams. But. but, yeah, I mean, like, they don't. The Big 12 needs each other. Like, they all need each other right now, and that's why it works. The ACC has one team that's very publicly trying to leave you. And you think that people are out to help out the ACC? And two more that are dipping their toes in the water well, look, every and you've single got, day. And you've got more than two. Yeah. In that league that are going, all right, good luck, guys. Yeah. Whatever you find out, let us know. You know, you know what Send our number is. Chain. Yeah. We're, we're not going to make as much of a fuss as you because it would look weird because nothing bad has happened to us recently. <laughs> but <laughs> we support you, win or tie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they Go do. with God. <laughs> yeah. And then also write. Yeah, that, that's what they're going to do. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, certain people, like, you know, show up and be like, hey, I was just going over your case and I'm a lawyer of some repute, uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to drop this note here. Use it, don't use it, whatever you do, you know. Have my card. Yeah, here's my card. Oh, is that a Clemson paw on it? Oh, ah. I, <laughs> I don't know. All right, I'll be in South Carolina. Yeah, no, Or I somewhere just, in that realm. Like just, in the, if you see me, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> yeah. Just call me Unk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Unk. I'm Unk the lawyer. Yeah. So, yeah, those those things are going to happen. Like that's that's where it's that's where it's headed. And for Jim Phillips to sit there, and again, it gives me no faith in his leadership. Right. That look, they had John Swafford before, who was worse than Jim Phillips, and got them into this awful TV deal. But but Jim Phillips, if I'm an ACC fan, whether I'm a me an FSU fan or one of the you know the silent three or four that are. You know, also hope to leave. Yeah. Or if I'm an SMU fan who's just joined the league, or if I'm a Duke fan or a Georgia Tech fan, I'm looking at Jim Phillips going, bro. Like, how many times do you have to, like, you know, how many times do you have to see your wife cheating on you before you believe she doesn't love you anymore? Like, just, you know, take action. You know? The first time it was a mistake. Yeah. It was an accident. I feel like he's William H. Macy in Boogie Nights. <laughs> You got the reference. Yeah. I don't know if Garrett got the reference. I did. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't say the line. The line is the funniest thing. That I've, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's who he is. Right. No, I, um, and if anybody in the, in the chat gets that reference, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I will, I, I am interested. So this, this new big 10, eight or sorry, big 10 sec thing, call it the Alliance, if you will, Yeah. is, uh, are they just going to – is this just the new NCAA? Is that I mean, what they're just trying to do? Feel, that's what it feels like it's going to be. Or they're going to say, here's the things we came up with. Mm-hmm. Here's what it's going to cost you to get in. Here's what it, you're going to have to do and promise an outlay. And here's, you know – I think the biggest thing and the only thing that, like, could miraculously happen in this – is that the Big Ten and SEC realized that college football is stronger together and that the media deal shouldn't be conference by conference. It should be for college football. And then, like, you know, you get more based on how much you, like, deliver, you know? Like, but I don't know. Well, it's it's always a have and have nots game. But, like, I – something's going to break. Like, I I just don't know if you're going to have – I just don't understand that they think that we're going to have with like one huge and the rest of you peasants are just going to be down here fighting for our yeah. scraps. And we're just all, all going to like people in, in, in New Mexico are going, I mean, it's not the biggest audience, but you get what I mean. Like people in New Mexico are going to care what like Vanderbilt and South Carolina are doing. Like, like it was like, it's the NFL or something like that. I just don't see it's a regional sport. So I don't know how that's going to work yeah. exactly. Like you're just not going to have the fan. I don't think you're going to have the buy-in yeah. and then maybe this is short sighted of me. I just don't think you're going to have the huge buy-in of watchability that I think that you think that you're going to have. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's going to do it for us. Um, we're going to talk about this at length. Uh, on the show today because it's very interesting when it comes to realignment, the future of college athletics. We have Mac Rhodes who will tell us what he can tell us about being on the college football playoff committee. I have a hypothetical to throw out to him. Let me see like, let me see how you guys would answer this very hypothetical. It's a very, very hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, okay. I say this, it has no basis. I came up with this on my own. Yeah. I just, I've never heard people talk about this. It's mm-hmm. just mine. If a team goes 13-0 and wins their conference, but three weeks ago their quarterback broke his leg, like, do you, and there's an SEC team that you could leave out of this thing. Yeah. Like, do you, do you do what the SEC says, or do you, you know, give the team their rightful place in the college football playoff? Not a situation that's ever happened before or one that I can't remember, but I just want to know what his answer would be on that. Do the SEC pay me more? Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's, that's good. I mean, again, not that that situation exactly hasn't happened mm, no. before. I don't like, I wouldn't know when it would have. We don't like dealing in it college happens. football history in the college football playoff. It doesn't seem like it's happened, but if it did, how would you do that? Dealing in hypotheticals is, you know, yeah. It's- Child's yeah. play. Especially, like, like, bitter ones. Like no. that. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I mean, where did I even come up with that? Like, am I, like, I was on the plane for a while. Maybe that's where it came up with it, just on a long the flight. The inner machinations of your mind yeah. are an enigma. Exactly. So, all right. Thanks to Royden. Thanks to Garrett. Thanks to Jack. We're back in an hour, everybody. See you then. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good.